grace unto you all conquerors. Thank you for joining us for this sermon today. The theme of this month is Plant Me by the Rivers of Life, anchored from the book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 13. The first part of this sermon is about the place of the enemy. Be sure to stay tuned till the end of this sermon. We believe you will be blessed. In Jesus' name, Amen. Are we not blessed that we came today? Now, go and say to the word, God give us understanding. Open our ears in Jesus' mighty name. Plant me by the rivers of life. That's our theme for the month of October. We finished the month of nobility in the month of what? September. Is it true? We were made nobles. Is it true? Now we have a noble mentality concerning things. Is it true? Plant me by the rivers of what? This will be our theme for the month of October, by the grace of God. Our anchor scripture comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 13. Hallelujah. Open the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 13. If you are there, say amen. amen. It says what? And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen amen it says let it be you understand and lead us not to temptation when you are planted by God temptation does not become part and parcel of your life because God makes sure you have a diversion from it hallelujah so it says lead us not to temptation because and deliver us from evil there are things that are evil in our lives around us that make us lose our focus on God. That says, lead us and deliver us from that evil. The evil that may come that may make you have a broken heart, have anger, have resentment towards people. You're talking about, Lord, deliver me from that evil because the word of God says we should love everyone. Is it true? But evil is what makes us contaminate our thinking, our heart. And we need God to help us. Is it true? All of us are men. Is it true? We have shortcomings. That's why we say, Lord, lead us not to temptation and deliver me from evil. There are people who have hurt us. There are people who have done things contrary to what we believe in that has made us bear yokes, carry them every day in our mind. Remember Esau? Is it true? The rage came in. Cain and Abel, you remember what happened? It's an evil. How? Why did you favor this person? Evil can come maybe when one of your siblings is favored more than the other. You start feeling... But is it true? That's evil. When you're in school, your teacher is always pointing at you. Evil comes out. When you're at work, your boss is always against you. <laughs> evil comes in your heart and starts thinking negative things. They say, Lord God, deliver me from evil. Because God, you have the power. Is it true? Listen to me. That thing that is evil, the enemy uses anyone to contaminate you. One thing that God and the enemy are fighting for is your body. So anyone who's not born again, when the devil has access over them, they can contaminate you based on whatever they see or whatever they say. So you as a righteous man, you need to ask God for grace. I'm talking about to know that people talk based on their level of understanding. Some people say things not meaning to hurt you, based on their level of what? Understanding. That's why Isaiah 4, 6 says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. They don't know. That's why they are doing that. But because you, do, you know, you tend to carry evil in your heart. Say, why did they do this? Oh, God punished them. Oh, God killed them. God will not kill them. Because it is upon you to ask God to give you grace. Give you what? Now, God has provided a way. Tell your neighbor, God has provided a way. On every temptation. Tell your neighbor, on every temptation. And on every evil plan. God has done what? And when you are planted, only that is when it comes to pass. And only that is when you can overcome. When you are planted by the rivers of what? Life. That's when you are, when you are planted in God. That's when you can overcome. I believe if Cain had a better understanding on God, he would not have gone against his brother. You understand what I'm talking about? The evil rage, anger, you react. I was like that, you know, I, my temperament, I tend to click quick. You know what I'm talking about? But you see, I am asking God for grace to be peaceful with myself. 
what I'm talking about. But you see, you realize it is a force, it's a spirit. Unless you spend time with God, there are some things can never come down in your life. Some of us have lost the opportunity because of that rage. But there's a way. There's a what? There's a way out. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. First Corinthians chapter what? 10, verse 13. It says, They had no temptation. Tell your neighbor, no temptation. Take a new basset that is common to man. Anything we see is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are what? Able. But you will, with the temptation, also make you aware to what? Escape. That you may be able to bear it. God is faithful. Tell your neighbor, God is faithful. Yeah, he has provided a way. He has done what? I provided a way. That temptation which has come to it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, why did God provide a way? Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. Why did God provide a way? Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. He said, the thing that had been, it is it that which shall be. Did you hear that? The thing that has been, it is it that shall be. And the which which was done is which shall be what? Done. Why? There is no new thing under the sun. If people, things did not come to this generation, they were there before a long time ago. You know what I'm talking about? People who were jealous did not come only in this generation. They were there. God knows they were there. But he said there's nothing new. Why is God providing a way? Because he has to understand. This is how the enemy moves people away from the kingdom of God. This is why it makes people move away from their focus on Jesus. The thing that has been, it is which shall be. The thing that has been done is what shall be done. So you are not the first one to be hated. You are not the first one to be neglected. You are not the first one to be separated. You are not the first one to be condemned. It has been so. But God has provided what? Don't say I am the only one. You are not the only one. It has been so. It has been what? So. That's why God has provided a way out. He know it has been there. You're not the only one to feel lonely. People have felt lonely and died out of loneliness. That's why God has provided what? Hallelujah. So this month we shall look at four things. The first one is the place of the enemy, the devil. The place of the enemy the place of the enemy. Most of us, we don't understand who's the enemy. You don't know who you're fighting. We may be fighting someone, you are, you are casting prayers that you don't even have understanding of who you are praying against. Number two, the place of sacrifice. And number three, the place of obedience. And lastly, the place of identity. Okay? Number one, I said the place of the enemy. Okay? The place of sacrifice the place of obedience, and the place of identity. When you have this foreknowledge, you can be know very well, you can overcome every manner of temptation and every manner of evil. But the first thing is to know who is this enemy? Who is the what? Who is the devil? Thinking about. So today we start from part one. The place of the enemy, the devil, okay? The place of the? Tell your friend, your enemy is not your brother. Your enemy is not your father. Your enemy is not your mother. Your enemy is not your sister. Your enemy is not your workmate. You see, they are not your enemies. The devil is the force behind it. You may end up hating someone for no reason. It is a force that is making them act the way they are acting. Are we clear? Some of us are carrying grudges, carrying pains, because we thought they wanted to hurt us. They know there was a force behind it. For you to stand on God, you need to stop carrying people. You need to start forgiving them. Is it true? There was an enemy behind it. It says when men slept, the enemy came and saw tears. The enemy saw it. When you sleep smiling, you wake up in the morning and your father gives you a slap. Don't be mad. Whatever you will sleep in the enemy's soul, that's why you need to be spiritual. 
Are we clear? Because if you are not careful, those things can take you away from God. It can take you away from God. When you wake up, things are not working. It is the enemy. It is not the system. Now, most of us can complain about the economy. Is it true? But there are some people who are prospering in the economy. How comes? <laughs> it is the enemy. Especially you who knows God. The enemy is after you. Is after causing discouragement, giving you second thoughts. The enemy. Now, the enemy has just perfected his tricks. Do you know that? He has what? Perfected his tricks. And if he manages to uproot you from the rivers of life through all manner of diverse temptations, you become a tragedy. Tell your neighbor, don't be planted off. Plant yourself in God, in the rivers of life. It will be a tragedy. The Bible says, if one gets born again, then God sends his angels. You're not talking about and delivers you. Then any enemy, any spirit goes out. Is it true? And your heart is swept and is made clean. Is it true? Then he says, but when you backslide, seven more worse. Is it true? Come back. Imagine you become a tragedy. And that's the plan of the enemy. He knows you serve God. He knows you're seeking God. So he wants you just to have a reason to backslide, he will be on your case. Don't give enemy any reason. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 6. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 6. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought of obedience of Christ and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is what? When your obedience is what? You must obey to stay on God no matter what. Come unto me all of you that heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Obey that word and we stay on God no matter what happens. Because the, our weapons have no carnal. You can't say because your brother said this, they are like that. No! There's a force. You're talking about. So if you use your mental energy, you can separate yourself from your family, from your schoolmates, from your friends, because you are seeing it on a carnal perspective. You know what I'm talking about? Just know there's a force behind it. It's not a carnal thing. Even if they tell you what, do not reply that some wars you don't fight. It's as if a dog trying to fight with a tiger. What will happen? The enemy has been there over 2,000 years ago. Did you know that? He was there at the garden, at the mountain, Matthew chapter 4. Is it true? Now, you are fighting the man who has been there over 2,000 years ago. How old are you? How do you beat a man who has been there for over 2,000 years ago? So if you're fighting with your siblings, your classmates, your workmates, your boss, what are you doing? You're fighting a man who has experienced over 2,000. <laughs> I posted something, I said, you cannot fight your, the path of your ancestors, is it true? But you can do something concerning your future. They have been there. You cannot outdo them. The enemy has perfected his tricks, that's why he's taking people outside God. You are getting, that's why the Bible says, look at the days that this, the hearts of the son shall return to their fathers, and their daughters to their mothers. Because the enemy has perfected the trick. You just carry an evil heart. And such things, you come to church, you don't feel like praying, you don't want to study because you think they have wronged you. No. Look at behind the scene. What power is working behind it? What power is what? Working behind it. You can't be the only one. Then you say, Ecclesiastes, these things have been there. These things have been what? Now you need understanding to appreciate it. So you must stand and fight for your rightful place. You must do what? And your inheritance. What the enemy wants you to do is to lose your inheritance through Christ Jesus. Okay? Because if he removes you, you can't obey. If it's prayer, don't stop praying because someone called you stupid. That's your own opinion. Is it true? Because things are not working doesn't mean you cannot pray. Pray. Pray until something happens. Okay? <laughs> When things are not happening, don't be discarded. It's just the enemy behind it. You just cool yourself and believe God. God set me free from this embargo. 
set me free from this trap. You know what I'm talking about? Don't hate the person, hate the spirit. And that spirit comes from the devil. So let not the enemy take you out of your inheritance. You're in church. The man of God did not talk to me properly. I'm not coming back to church. Now, what's the problem with you? And Peter said, Master cannot be so. He said, Satan, get up here. He saw the spirit behind Peter, not the Peter himself. Jesus did not hate Peter. He had the spirit that spoke behind him. So spirits can make people say things. Spirits can make people do things. And they started thinking, oh, sorry, I did not know. But they really hurt your emotions. When they hurt your emotions, the enemy has succeeded to take you out of your inheritance through Christ Jesus. Will you allow the enemy to take you away? Yes. So, the devil has been around. Tell your neighbor, the devil has been around. So, it takes understanding to be able to identify him. It takes what? To be able to identify him and take grace by the blood of the covenant to take authority over him. Plead the blood of Jesus when you're going out, okay? My going out today is blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. No accidents, no negative report. I plead the blood of Jesus. Take authority. No one will talk against me. Nothing will work against me. So you can't overcome him by yourself. But there are five things, namely. But you have five things. Romans, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. God has given us five things to overcome the enemy. You can't stand and say, enemy, come, I fight you. You devil, I'll fight you today. I'll give you a blow. <laughs> he has been there over 2,000 years. Divide your number with the devil. How many times do you enter with the devil? You need how many years of experience? <laughs> over 2,000 years. So God has given us five things to overcome the enemy. How many things? Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto yes. number one by the blood of the lamb. By the what? Sprinkle the blood of Jesus over your family. No one shall die in the name of Jesus Christ. Long life is our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Plead the blood of Jesus. My business shall not go down. My career shall not go down. Things shall not be by the blood of Jesus. You devil, take off your hand on my business, on my family, on my career. By the blood of the Lamb. Number two, by the words of our testimonies. By the words of what? Do not say what the enemy wants you to say. Say what the word of God wants you to. They say, for those who are weak, they shall say, we are strong. Don't say, I'm sick. The enemy will capitalize. It's a word of your testimony. Don't say your business is doing badly. No. It is doing well. Don't say my family is confused. My family is blessed. Hallelujah. Don't say anything contrary. It's your word of your testimony. When the enemy affects your emotions, you will to say anything negative. Don't allow him. Okay? Don't tell someone I hate you. Tell them I love you. They'll be confused. Is it true? That devil there will get out because your light is darkness cannot be there. By the words of their testimony. By the words of your testimonies. Number three. Be selfless. Be what? They say, and they love not themselves. And today, don't be self. The moment you are so focused on yourself, your progress will be limited. Because the enemy knows you are selfish. He knows what? So if he knows you are selfish, one thing you just need to do is to send a rat to eat your tie. And he will complain the days of your life. Ah, God, where did this rodent come from? I thought I'm living in a good place. Because the landlord, where are you? There are rodents in this place. You're not talking about don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. You must be willing sometimes to let go some things. Let go what? I've realized one secret that makes people responsible is an ability to give. Ability to do what? When you're unable to give, it doesn't make you responsible. Because you're always like a baby. You're still waiting to be fair. But when you have an ability to give, it makes you more responsible because every time you're thinking, what shall I give? Your selfness dies. Don't, don't let the enemy make you think about your stomach. You remember Nabal? He drank himself into death. Some people, food, they can kill you for food. Yeah? You did not leave my part. Why? 
you not leave my part. They are self, not, they're not selfless. That's why they can't fast and pray. Because if they fast for two hours, they say, I'm seeing stars. And it's during the day. Are there stars during the day? Which stars are coming from? It's the enemy. Number four. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19. I've told you three things. Is it true? Isaiah 59, verse 19. And they overcame him, overcame the devil. You understand? By the blood of the lamb, by the words of their testimonies, and by selflessness. Okay. Number four, Isaiah 59, verse 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun, where the enemy shall come like a flood. The spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. It says, by the fear of the Lord. Number four, by fear of the Lord. Have the fear of the Lord. Sometimes when you do something, retreat yourself back and ask yourself, by the way, does the fear of the Lord belongs here? We are human, we can do something, but retreat back. It's not hard to tell someone sorry. I'm asking the truth. Even if you're correct, you may say something that can hurt someone. Till the fear of the Lord makes you embrace love more than how you think justifying yourself. Did you hear that? The fear of the Lord makes you just embrace love than justification. Yes, you are correct, but you do not have entitlement to say some things. Fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. When you have the fear of the Lord, the enemy cannot touch you. Job chapter 1. And the devil says, is not Job the one you have put an edge around him? And God said, Job has eschewed evil. He has the fear of the... When you fear God, the enemy cannot touch you. Fear of the Lord. Number 5, by the Holy Ghost. Say the Holy Ghost. He said, the Spirit of God shall lift up her. He said, John chapter 16, verse 13, when the Spirit of truth shall come, he shall guide thee, he shall teach thee, and shall show you. He said, I shall give you a wisdom that your enemies may not be able to gainsay. He has to give out. It means the fear, the Holy Ghost will give you ideas. Sometimes your boss can tell you something, but how you reply, they say, but there was talking nonsense, I'm sorry. But if you're not, Holy Ghost moved. He <laughs> said, boss, you use your own company, take it and go. I don't care about you. You know what I'm about? One thing that is hard in life is to sit in authority. Am I saying the truth? It's never easy. I was there. It is very difficult. Sometimes you wonder, why are you telling me these things? I know. Sometimes you know, but you don't know. You know what I'm about? As Paul says, when you think you know, you don't. But that's why you need the guidance of the Holy Ghost to know when to reply. The book of Proverbs says, when you sit with a king, put a fork on your throat. Meaning that be careful you don't say anything that will cost you. Because you may be applying for a job in another place. The same boss is a friend of that boss. What will you do? <laughs> the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So among many. Okay. So among many, how does the devil approach us from the rivers of life? Let us look at the styles the enemy uses to approach you. We have known how to overcome him. Is it true? Now, how does the enemy take us away? That makes everything go negative. Say number one, deception. The enemy has a lot of deceptions. He's a chameleon. He can camouflage anyway. Revelation chapter 12 verse 9. Revelation chapter 12 verse 9. But you master his deception tactics, okay? The enemy can deceive you. Revelation 12 verse 9. It says, and the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Which deceiveth what? The whole world is cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. The, it, the Bible tells us this man who was cast out from heaven is a deceiver. Tell your neighbor the enemy is a deceiver. So, how does the enemy deceive you? Number one. The enemy takes you out of a repentance attitude. Okay? Out of a repentance what? When you say, I can't say sorry. What do you mean you can't say sorry? Submission is not weakness. It shows you have mastered yourself. Did you understand? Submission is not weakness. It shows you have mastered yourself. Let's say, submit yourself to the Lord. I have mastered myself. Say sorry. It takes you out of the attitude of repentance. Attitude of what? Repentance. First John chapter 1, verse 8. 
If I say that you have not sinned, we deceive what? Ourselves. And the truth is not in? You are not truthful. For anyone to wrong you, you are part and parcel for that person to wrong you. Is it true? Because the conversation started with you too. Maybe one thing you say that did not look truthful. That's why they said whatever they say. Attitude of repentance. Learn to say sorry. Learn to come before the Lord and say, Lord, make me again. Make me afresh. Okay, talk about. Don't play spiritual that you know everything and you are very correct. Have an attitude of repentance. Every day ask God for mercy. You cannot be correct. And when you are saying you have not lied, you are deceiving yourself. The truth is not with you. For me to fight with someone, it means maybe I said something or maybe I provoked it. Is it true? Yes, they said whatever they say. Yes, I can be offended, but it, it, it does not mean they need to say a story first. I can start by saying it. Is it true? Attitude. Do not allow the enemy to deceive you. How quick are you to say sorry? Ask your neighbor, how quick are you to say sorry? Or you are too proud? Yeah? Say sorry. It's a magic word. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me for starting the war. Hallelujah. Even if someone was supposed to say something, they will cool down. Deception. Attitude of, you are feeling that I am holy than how? I, am, I know everything. I read books. I know. You are telling me what I know. You see? Attitude of repentance. You don't have it. Number two. It makes you see yourself equal with God. Equal with what? First Timothy chapter 2 verse 14. It makes you see yourself equal with God and his servants. Equal with God and his what? His servants. Okay. The, the enemy will tell you, you are like the man of God. Why are you wasting your time? Even you can pray in your own closet. The Lord will answer you. <laughs> yeah? The God is the same God of all. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 14. And Adam was not deceived. Because Adam met the supremacy. But what happened? But the woman being deceived was in the trans transgression. How was the woman deceived? He allowed herself to move from the place of God and allowed the enemy to tell him, if you eat of this fruit, you shall be like God. When you put yourself in that juncture, what happens? Now? You say, I can do all things through Christ. And the enemy is only speaking through you. So you say, I don't need you. I can do all this through. God, when you say you are making yourself equal with God, God can send you men. Because you have an attitude, I am like God, you will never be helped. Because God will never come down. Only God can do is to send. There's no one in this earth came without a mother's womb. Is it true? It means that's how God operates. For something to come to you, he must set an individual. The moment you put yourself as equal with God, you will never be careful to see who's supposed to bless you. A man of God can pass by the woman at the Shunammite woman. He said, this man of God has been passing by here. Is it true? I perceive he's a man of... She didn't have the fruit of the womb. She did not have a child. But God gave her a child. The moment she accepted that. But if she said, even me, I know how to pray all the prayers of arms, what will have happened? What will have happened? Don't make yourself equal with God and his servants. That's why you miss it. Because God will always send someone across your path. When the Ethiopian you need to understand the word of God, he said who? Philip. When the widow in Zedaphat was about to die, he said who? Elijah. He didn't say, I know how to pray. No. Don't put yourself in equality with God and his servants. God understands how he operates. When you submit yourself to God, you will hear when he sent you someone in your path. He can send anyone, even a stranger, to help you out. Even what? As, as much you have attitude. The enemy makes you have an equality mentality. Because you are intelligent. Because you have succeeded. Because you have small money. Now you think you cannot talk to people. You shut up. What are you telling me? Now what is that? You may miss the blessing. Maybe someone was supposed to tell you an idea that will save you from your distraction. Because of you thinking yourself you are equal, you miss it. That's why Moses was the meekest man. Now, God can come through a young child. You understand what I'm talking about? Through a word. When Jesus asked, who has bread here? The little boy had five loaves and two. They listened to the child. God can talk through anyone. But the moment you don't have submission, you don't know how to take control of yourself, you will never listen. It means you have already put yourself in equal with God. 
How, what can a young child tell me? You will miss it. Don't make yourself equal. Don't make yourself what? Equal with God. The, when Eve was outside the presence of God and she wanted to be equal with God, that's when she missed it. See the effect it costed Adam. Is it true? Don't cost your family. Don't cost your life because you cannot submit yourself. That's not the enemy. So those people who say, I know. Watch your tongue. Ask your neighbor, do you surely say, I know? Uh, revive yourself. Don't say, I know. No matter how many books you have read. Okay? Be submissive. Always be open to your God can be sending you help. But because you are putting yourself in equality with him, you will never receive help. Imagine that boy had is the only one who had two fish and five loaves. What happened to that bread and fish? It fell 5,000. Powerful. Is it true? Don't put yourself equal. Your wife can tell you something. Your husband can tell you something. Your children can tell you something. Your neighbor can tell you something. Just be sensitive. Your workmate, your classmate, be sensitive. That's what the Bible says. Test every water. When someone tells you something, wait on the wise of God. Wait on the scale of the word of. So it means you must be willing to receive information before you judge. Don't judge the cover of the book. Listen to the content first, okay? Then from there, wait from the word of God. Is it correct information or wrong info? Information. But God is always speaking. So all of us who have been saying, Lord, speak to me. God has been speaking to you. The problem is you played equal with God. <laughs> Number three. The enemy tells you God's mercy is available and your relationship with God is personal. <laughs> I've heard people saying, my relationship with God is personal. It's personal. You leave me alone. It's my own prayers. It's my own life. It's my own offering. If it's your own offering, how does God's offering speak to your generations? Eh? If it's your own offering, tell me. Hmm? I believe for me to be a Christian, there were people ahead of me who were Christians. Is it true? And maybe they cast the offering and they paid. May Lord make this family people of Christ. So they, they can't, see, they did not say that we are Christians, we are children, we just be Christians. No. See, it is someone, as much as the mercy was there, they did not say our relationship with God is personal. Our children, we don't care about them. Or we don't care about this person, not care about. They knew their actions. Also, God will take them accountable to it. So the day you say your relationship with God is personal, you have missed God. It means pride has already entered you. What I do now will affect every one of us. Is it true? The impact of your life is when you are selfless. I've told you, self, selfless. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Galatians 6 what? 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man soweth, that also shall he? Check properly. Those Christians who are always lone rangers, they always say my salvation is personal. Check. This is why the day they need help in church, no one is there to help them. It's my, I pray my own prayers in my own closet, in my own prayer room. Yeah? You have a closet and a prayer room in the closet. There's nothing called this person, okay? It says work out your own salvation. You work it out. But don't say my salvation is what? Personal. When you are prayerful, it affects the other person. When you are born again, it affects the other person. Don't say your salvation is personal that you don't make yourself accountable to people. That is personal, even if I'm listening to these things, it's my own. I'm watching my own videos, it's my own. I am going the same way I want to go, it's my own. If your parent was not spiritual, tell me how much we love you, none of God. Let us start from here. Can we start from here ourselves? If our parents were not, they did not know Christ, will you have not even who is Christ? It was not personal for them, it was for their whole family. So salvation cannot be what? You can't say it's personal. Am I saying the truth? Yes. So you can't say it's personal. If you have become saying salvation is personal, you will become a responsible Christian. You'll do this because you think you know God. That's why the enemy will deceive you and will tell you, by the way, you know you are a prayer warrior. You know books. You go lock yourself, pray there. When the enemy wants to kill, he separates. Do you understand what I'm talking about? If wolves have ever seen a video of the wildlife when they are hunting. The lion runs, is it true? What happens to the floor for the herd? They scatter, is it true? And he looks for the lone ranger, is it true? 
And if you say the long danger. So ask your neighbor, have you been personal of late? I've been saying my salvation is personal. Eh? Have you been of late saying my salvation is personal? You will be very personalized, I'm telling you the truth. But the, just know it's the beginning, the enemy has started finishing you. You know what I'm talking about? I myself, I listen. I listen to messages, I listen to men of God, I have people I come to. My wife even speaks to me. I can't say I am born again, so what are you telling me? Have I lived 2,000 years old? I'm not. So salvation cannot be what? You only work out your salvation because it will affect people. But salvation cannot be personal. God is just saying the masses of God are new every morning. So you commit sin, saying the masses of God are new every? <laughs> and the grace of God is sufficient. Which one? He said, whatever you saw, you shall. Don't say God is mock. God is not mock. Stop telling about grace. Talk about grace when you are responsible. When you are what? When you are responsible. Don't say grace, mercy, and you are doing the wrong thing. God will not be there. Things will go upside down. I tell you the truth. Be responsible. Be what? So stop saying, my salvation is personal. It's masses and you every morning. That's the enemy starting to deceive you, okay? The enemy is speaking to you through the word. Have you not forgotten Matthew chapter 4, going downwards? Even the devil quoted the scriptures. Is it true? The devil quoted what? The devil can be quoting scriptures inside you to make you feel justified. <laughs> hmm? You are just busy quoting and you think you know. The enemy is looking and saying, good, good boy. Keep on, keep on, keep on. You are moving closer. You're moving closer. What's happening with you? You start be, stop being in the service unit because people in the service unit want to take you accountable. Where were you? Why were you not praying? Why you not? Say, no, you guys, it's my own life. Leave me alone. Then you say, good boy, you're doing well. Now you start coming to church. I church Even I can read the word of God in my own house and I'll be a very anointed man of God. Hallelujah. Then you say, you're doing well. You're doing well? Well, then he gives you now a job that you can work till sir, Sunday. Now you're doing very well. My friend, by the time you realize your head is off. <laughs> Do not fall. That's how the enemy tactics. So there's nothing called power. But work out on your own salvation. Responsibility. Okay. Now if our parents were Muslims, all of us would have been Muslims. Is it true? But our parents feared God. Our grandparents feared God. Is it true? Why? It has affected to us. So the salvation was not personal. Salvation affected all of us. What your children will eat tomorrow, spiritually, is what you are sowing right now. Am I saying the truth? Now, if I tell you about the Apostle Creed, I remember because someone took me there. Is it true? And it was not an angel. I'm telling the truth. No angel took me there. It's a human being. Am I telling the truth? I was not born knowing Anglican. Is it true? If now I was born, I didn't know that. But I was raised there. The fear of the Lord was starting still in there. Is it true? So I knew choir songs. I knew you need to go to church on Sunday. You need to dress well. You understand what I'm talking about? Oh, so we started singing in school. We joined CU. What's happening? If someone did not take salvation personal, he took it as a responsibility. He did not allow the enemy to move him away from the house of the Lord. So ask your neighbor, have you been saying salvation is personal? Hmm? I have good news for you. It is not personal. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number three, the enemy invites pride. Invites what? Galatians 6.3. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing. <laughs> Did you hear that one? It's very harsh. Is it true? When a man, Galatians 6, 3, For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth him. Every time you think you are something, just tell your neighbor you are nothing. I tell him, I tell him, tell your neighbor, if every time you think you are something, that's not you are nothing. Because you can never receive correction when you think you're something. Do you know that? Am I telling you the truth? You can't, no matter what. I am somebody. I'm something. See how I sit. Don't talk to me like that. You understand what I'm talking about? I was saying to a man of God, he said, there was a service was supposed to decay Lukoya. He has a big ministry. Very big ministry. And he said, he told the man of God that the service is starting at 11 o'clock on the dot. You understand what I'm talking about? But when he came, he arrived at 11.05 at the gate. Obviously, the prayer, opening prayers were going on. Then someone came and told him, man of God, you are late. You can't keep time. You tell us to be at 11 and you are 11.05. You are five minutes late. 
You are not correct. That's not holiness. He said, I'm sorry, sir. I'm very sorry. I didn't know. Next time I'll try to keep up with time. He went and sat. And when he saw him on the pulpit, he said, this was the general overseer over the whole ministry. Do you see what is happening? He was a new usher. He didn't know that was the man of... Now, he has a life saved. Imagine he had the right to tell them, you shut up. You do know I'm the only one. You go to another church to talk like that? The enemy invites pride. When you realize yourself you are something, just begin, you know you are becoming what? There's nothing called achievement in life, I can tell you. Success is a journey that will always decrease. Even if now someone gives you $1 trillion, I'm telling the truth, tomorrow you'll be looking for $2 trillion. Success is a journey. So don't be reach a point that you feel you became something. Seek advice, what are you about? Why you need to cancel call? Ask, I'm thinking about this. Am I doing the right thing? What do I, should I do? Look at those who went ahead of you. I do those phone calls. She can tell you, sometimes I tell her now, I think this one is beyond me. Let me ask someone who's elder than me. Maybe someone knows my way here and here. That's what I'm about. When I see something is going wrong, I, it's not that I'm becoming weak. It's only that I'm realizing sometimes when you think you can fix everything, it's only you don't fix anything. Pride. You can't ask questions. When is the last time you ask a personal question? Ask a personal, not, not a, a political question. A personal question. Eh? Personal question. It means you have become prideful. You are pride. You can figure out your own life. God's hand will not be there if you do that. Hallelujah. You see how the enemy is working? It makes you think. The other thing, the enemy gives you a mentality you cannot be corrupted. A mentality you cannot be what? It tells you you are, the, you are born of God. And the same spirit that Jesus Christ from the dead dwelleth in you. You cannot be corrupted. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. It says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt what? Good manners. Good what? Do not say you cannot be corrupted. How many men of God have backslidden? How many? Spending the wrong place at the wrong time. You are saying I'm a born again Christian and one thing you're playing is music or secular music. I promise you, one day I'll find you boogie about it. You'll be moving. You watch movies that talk vulgar language. One day you will say it unconsciously. I'm telling the truth. Don't say you are intoxicated. You are, you are very intoxicated by the Holy Ghost. You can't. How? It's not possible. What is your company? What's your company? The enemy can meet you through your company. Through your friends. You start saying Christians are boring. Even earthly people are better. They can spend time with you. They visit you. We go for parties. Who told you Christians don't party? Ask me. We party in one way. In prayer. We eat food. Is it true? Yesterday we ate. Is it true? No. It's how what do you describe as fun. That's the first thing you should start from. You understand? What is fun for you? If fun is jumping or going to the field, tell me as your friend, Christian, let us go to watch football. Is it true? That's fun. So I'm saying Christianity does not have fun. It has fun. It's only you who have never said the fun. If you want to dance, say, can we have a gospel dance after the church? We put music, you dance. You sweat, you go home. <laughs> so I'm saying I need to go to a club for what? Don't say you are intoxicated. You will be corrupted. Evil communication corrupts what? If you spend time with people talking against their family, even you start saying my family also is bad. Am I telling the truth? Yes. If you spend time with people talking against men, against women, against marriage, against success, against your president, against your country, is the same thing you start saying. I believe no matter what the government is doing, things will work for me. You're talking about, I'm living in the land of the living. The earth thereof belongs to Jesus and everything thereof. So I don't want to entertain any conversation that will corrupt me. And the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth. So when you start saying things negative, just know you'll be spending time with the wrong people. When you start saying church is too much, be churchy, okay? It will help you. Tell you never be churchy. It will help you. God is not what? God is not there. Hallelujah. The next point, the enemy makes you think you know. 
and you can do it by yourself. The enemy thinks what? And you can do it by your? Let me ask you a question. God is the maker of everything. Is it true? Why did God say, let us make man in our own image? God made the first day. Is it true? The second day? The third day? The fourth day? The fifth day? But the sixth day, he said, let us. Is it true? God is the one who created the animals. Is it true? Why did he say, let us make man in our own image? God realized some, the blessing you need, the change of level you need, you cannot do it by your This is chapter 1. Chapter 2 is which God said, let us make man in our own. For you to have great impact, you need people. You can't do it by your Genesis chapter 11 says, and they say, let us build that up. They said, let us. They didn't say, let me. Any great thing comes out of unity. If you reach a point, you say, I can do it by myself. You have missed yourself. Tell your neighbor, if you think you can do it by yourself, you have missed yourself. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may, he may be wise. You must be a fool to be wise. I want to start a business. I'll call you and say now, I want to start this. What do you think? There is power there. The enemy is hard for him to break that bond. You know what I'm about? But you say, I can do it by myself. You have limitations. Tell everybody you have limitations. So the enemy deceives you by saying, I can do it by myself. I will succeed by myself. I don't need you all. Leave me alone. I'll do it by myself. Just know you're you falling down as already start. You cannot do it by yourself. That's how the enemy deceives us. So you stand by yourself. You see you're doing well, you're doing well after some time. <laughs> when the storm comes, you go to a state of depression. Now we are talking about the men empowerment in this ministry. Women empowerment. Why are we saying we need to empower other men? Because not everyone can start a business by themselves and run it. There are some people who can start and there are some people who can run. And some people can what? I was telling my wife yesterday, I am good in starting things and she's good in finishing things. I know myself. I can start something, plan for it. But she's good in managing it. She'll make sure it's managed very well. Identifying your strength. Every time you say you're a Christian, I can be born again, I can be by myself, I'll pray for myself. Tell me by yourself, for how long will you pray by yourself? That's why a church has a place where people come together and pray. That's what they say, they move from strength to strength, every one of them will come to Zion. When you come to church, you move for another strength. No, you can't be home by yourself, listen to the one by yourself. You will not grow by yourself. Then someone of the past is not enough. Our brother can tell you, God bless you. I am with you this week. I'll pray with you. It will encourage you. Lift up your spirit. You can't. That's not the enemy. So at the moment you isolate yourself, know you're in danger. Hallelujah. The next point, it changes your loyalty to God and puts you first. He changes what? And puts you what? Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 16. Take it to yourself that your heart not be, be not deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. When you find yourself, you think about your food more than God. You think about your success more than the success of God. You missed it. Nothing should give you any reason not to serve God or not to be in the place of God. Okay? When you start a job, tell people you are a Christian. This is what you believe. The people will respect integrity than wisdom. Am I telling the truth? Check properly. I've realized I've observed a little bit. I've realized older people will prefer a person with integrity than too much information. Have you ever realized that? Have you ever realized that? Observe very well. Go even talk to your old men. I'm, I know that you see I'm growing and I'm learning, okay? I've realized old men will not tell people who think they know too much. They will tell men those who have integrity, have a standard, and they are firm with their decisions. Whenever you put yourself first before God, before the things of God, you will miss God. Start with God. Is God in my prayer? Is God in my job? Is God in my career? Look at the amount of time you give God versus your business. Which one is more? It does not need you to be praying all the time. You're not talking about. But thinking about the aspect of God in whatever you're doing. You're building your financial kingdom. Is God in that financial kingdom? 
I'm telling you the truth. When you find you feel nothing for God, feel nothing, and you're just okay, God, God understands. It's my own salvation. <laughs> That's why I say it's dangerous. The enemy deceives. Have you seen those points? How the enemy deceives you? Number one, what does he do? Takes you out of repentance. Is it true? Number two, what does he do? Call with God and his servants. Number three? Number four? He invites pride. Number five? Number six? And number seven? And one of the fundamental things you need to know how the enemy deceives us are in three things, which I know it will affect all of us here. Romans chapter 16, verse 18. All these things fall under three things. How he starts those deceptions, okay? Romans chapter 16, verse 18. If I dare say amen. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Number one, the enemy will finish you with your belly. Say belly. When you think about food, you cannot pray. Am I saying the truth? This stomach makes us not to fast. Do you know if you fast, someone causes you stupid, you cannot answer. Am I saying the truth? You will say just it's okay. Because you have no energy to fight. <laughs> but when your stomach is full, what are you telling me? Let us hold. You're about. <laughs> no one fights on an angry belly. Am I saying the truth? If you want to control your character, fast more. Fast what? The enemy will make people don't even fast. I was reading about cancer. Cancer can be destroyed by fasting. I was reading about it and I was so surprised. You just need to fast. No cancer will have to our life. Spirituality. How often do you fast? When you don't fast, you always think about yourself. I can do it by myself. I have the grace of God. You understand what about? All those things you'll be thinking. Even I saw the man of God eating, even me, I can eat. We are the same level. Tell your neighbor, your belly, control it. That's why we have a culture every week in this ministry. Every Thursday we fast. Is it true? And every first week we fast, the last week of the month we fast for three. Why? To control you. On Thursdays here, you cannot, you people are very gentle. People are holy. Hallelujah. But someone come here and say, yes, sir. But then they have food. Say, what are you telling me, sir? Eh? They talk loudly with boastfully. Eh? When someone fasts, even their voice is humble. Is it true? God bless you. Even when the conductor says something wrong, he said to Jesus, loves you. Hallelujah. But when the food is here, check your belly. Check your heart. Number two, good words. Say good words. The enemy can finish you with good words. How many of us have fallen in traps? They have told you that's the best business ever. If you join this business, you shall be a millionaire. Say, better be a millionaire through a process than a millionaire through a jackpot. Did you hear what I'm saying? Because if you lose the millions, you'll know how to get the millions back. Am I saying the truth? Good words. Good words. The enemy tells you, sends you a man who talks to you in a way that even you won't listen to the man of God. The way he talks to me, man of God, this is God said. It's a true angel from heaven. You are about to do something. Good words. The enemy uses what? What did you tell Eve? If you eat of this thing, yeah? If you just eat of this thing, you shall be like God. What are you about? Good words. Check. If I always say, open rebook is better than hidden love. The person who tells you the truth, even if it's just the truth, they love you more than the person who uses good words to tell you the truth. I'm not saying the truth. You know, as we are growing, we are learning. You no, know, most of us used to be told the truth to be think to no never. Is it true? We are learning. That's why your parents will never massage something if they're telling you something. Is it true? I don't remember my dad telling me, please, can I tell you something? Hey, by fire, by shot. Ha! You're talking about. <laughs> is the truth? The truth is the truth. You're not talking about. They will say, when the enemy uses good words, he will finish you. Proverbs chapter 4 talks about the prostitutes. Chapter 3, is it true? She uses good words to lure young men from the street. Number 3, through fair speech. Through what? This is what is happening in this generation. The enemy is using fair speech. Say fair speech. Do you know what is fair speech? 
Huh? The first which will tell you, forgiveness is better than love. Because someone is struggling from forgiveness issues. Yeah? If he loves you, he forgives you first. Did you hear that? If he loves you, he forgives you what? That's a fair speech. Fair speech has been used for rich people. Let's talk about when someone is poor, they use rich people. Yeah? They say the, the conversation is more marginalized to whatever you're going through. So the enemy will talk to you through whatever you're going. Ask Judas. Judas saw a lot of money was told. You want to be rich like Jesus? Just sell him. We will give you. You will have your own land. land the money you have been serving him. Do you have your own land? No. Just sell him. Fair speech. It marginalizes you. It marginalizes you. You make you feel by the way. Why am I the one deprived here alone? I will go for my own. Fair speech. Are you understanding what is fair speech? It marginalizes you. It says you forgiveness is better than love. Someone struggling from forgiveness issues. Someone who has been seeing a lot of money and they're saying, I've been serving that man, it's not helping me. I love my own. It marginalizes you. So you start going to listen to big talks, motivation speakers. You're talking about even me, I want to be motivated. 10 ways to be rich, 50 ways to be a success, 100 ways to be a millionaire. What God is telling you, serve the Lord our God and shall bless your bread and water. Is it true? But this is the first kingdom of God and all this will be added. But you are going for 20 million ways to have 20 million houses. Hallelujah. You are, you are, they have found you. You are the marginalized person who wants to have 20 million houses. Fair speech. It is in the Bible. I'm not telling you anything. Romans 16, 18. Is it true? Romans 16, 18. Eh? 50 ways to get a husband. 20 ways to get a wife. What are you You are marginalized. Because you are at that, that stage, you are looking for a woman. Now you are the marginalized one. The enemy is using that one. Am I saying the truth? That's how the enemy will finish you. Stick with the word of God. A poor person will want a speech to be told he's rich as she's rich. I don't need to hear 50 ways to be a trillionaire. God will make me. And as I say, love process. Don't skip. You understand? Take the process to be a success that you skip to another class. If you skip from class 1 to class 7, will you do the mathematics there? It will confuse you. Is it true? So you go for motivation rather than revelation. Revelation. You go for motivation rather than what? Motivation can be now. If I pour water on you, motivation has gone. Am I telling the truth? Hmm? Motivation moves but does not give capacity to do. Did you hear that? Motivation moves you but does not give you capacity to do what? To do it. Motivation moves you but does not give you capacity to do capacity to do but revelation reveals and gives you capacity to do you can be motivated today that you can run like you said bolt when you put you on the track you won't run i'm telling the truth you will not run but when you have understanding you cannot run it's better is it true it's a revelation that not everyone builds Paul planted. Apollos, what? Why is everyone becoming a founder? Founder for where? Even in the military, they have levels. Is it true? They have what? They have the people in the tankers. Is it true? They have the foot soldiers. Is it true? They have the air force. They have the navy. Where do you belong? You want to say, I want to form my own army. <laughs> not everyone is a founder. Not everyone is a founder of businesses or companies. Some of them are waters. What are you about? Know your place. Like I've told you, I know my place. I know I'm good in starting things. I can leave it for someone to run it. I cannot lie to you, I'll run with it because I know I'm someone who shifts. I move very quick. It's understanding yourself. But someone wants to be the founder. So all these ideas you have and you're founded, how many things have you founded? And how many things have they succeeded and stood on their feet? That's why we cannot, not everyone can be a CEO. Am I saying the truth? Of capacity. Motivation makes you think you can do it. But revelation is what makes you to do. Because you understand yourself. Revelation is an understanding of yourself. Motivation, someone tells you you can be a duck. You can swim.
That's why Paul, God says specific people to start ministries. Other people to run what? The ministry. Jesus started the ministry. Peter and the disciples ran the what? Jesus was the only here for three years. Is it true? He founded it. So those three things. I've said our belly. Is it true? The enemy will meet you through your belly. Number two, through good words. And through fire. So next time someone tells you 20 million ways to be rich. According to Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. Then take it to Exodus 23.25. And shall serve the Lord thy God. And shall bless bread and water. And take away sickness and diseases. Ah, you will succeed my friend. Seek God. God will give you ideas in the name of Jesus Christ. God says occupy till I come. It means he will give you business ideas. So know your place. Know if you are someone who supports in the army, I believe there are people who hey, as much someone is shooting, someone who refills the shooting gun. Is it true? I, I'm not very sure, but I believe it's that. You understand? So know who are you? Are you the one in the gun? Are you the one who's refilling the bullets? You understand what I'm talking about? Know your place. Don't struggle as a Christian. Not every meeting is yours, okay? Not every book is yours to read. Have I told you the truth? Because if you do that, the enemy will catch up with you. When depression comes, the enemy will finish you 100%. Know yourself. Hallelujah. And number two, the enemy accuses the brethren. That one you know. Is it true? I spent time on the deceiving so that you understand. Number two, he says, he accuses the brethren. You know that, eh? Revelation 12, 10, you can read that by yourself. The enemy will accuse you. That's why you have condemnation. Number three, the enemy will devour you. He will what? First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Number five, the end, number four, sorry, the enemy is cunning. Is what? Is cunning. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. I said number two, he accuses their brethren, okay? Revelation 12, 10. He will accuse you how you are not right, how you are not perfect. No child is perfect. Am I clear? I even I my eyes on my parents, I'm never perfect. I'm talking about I have my own shortcomings. But if I use that to be accused, I will never talk to them. Am I talking about? So stop accusing yourself. That's how the enemy takes you away from people. Don't accuse yourself. Number three, the enemy divorces you. What does he do? First Peter 5 8. You find yourself you have a bad habit that you cannot stop. Maybe you love smoking. You can't stop smoking. It's just a divorce. It's just eating you and eating you up. The day you don't smoke, you feel there's something wrong. Focus on something. Read something. Some of us, 24-7, we are online. When will you think? When will you focus? Some prayers you are praying for, it has to do with thinking. Just think on your way out. We are growing, okay? Let us be responsible. Let not the enemy devour you from WhatsApp, okay? How will you focus on God? Someone is sending something like a joke. It's not even a joke. It's something that is misleading you. You know, may the enemy not devour you in the name of Jesus Christ. Number four, the enemy is cunning. Is what? Second Corinthians 11 verse 3. And Matthew 26, 20, 26 verse 4. And the Bible says they consulted how they will kill Jesus. <laughs> he was a cunning area, okay? And lastly, number five, the enemy is like a fox. The enemy is like a what? Luke chapter 13, verse 31 to 35. Amen? Are we blessed? Go research about characteristics of foxes. You will understand. Foxes prefer to live alone. When you find yourself living by yourself, I just want to be alone. You're having a fox mentality. It is a fox comes from the lineage of a dog and a wolf. Dogs and wolves walk in packs. Do you know that? Foxes are the only ones who can manage to walk by themselves. Go research. I was reading about it today morning. The characters of foxes, it was very interesting. These guys are from the lineage of dogs. You're talking about why are they behaving like this? So if you're letting us, I just want to be alone. There's a devil in you. Why don't you want to be people? What are you hiding? Okay? Now, as I conclude, what are the four things I need to have to walk in this season? Number one, give your life to Jesus, okay? Give your life what? Revelation 20.10. Number two, depart from iniquity. Depart from what? Depart from what? 
Your resurrection starts when you find rest in God, okay? When you leave those things and have rest in God, your resurrection what? Your healing will come. Your blessings will come. Depart from iniquity. 2 Timothy 2, 19. Number three, purge yourself and flee last. And what? Purge yourself. What does it mean purge yourself? Sit down with yourself. Realize these habits are killing me. These things are making me move away from people. People are complaining about this habit in me. Why should I? Should I think I need to stop it. Purge what? Yourself. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21 to 22. And lastly, purpose to serve God and live a life of service. Have you been blessed today? Have you heard that? Four things. Give your life to Jesus, Revelation 2010. Depart from iniquity, 2 Timothy 2.19. Purge yourself and flee last. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21 to 22. And lastly, purpose to serve God. Joshua 24.15. As for me and my house, we shall do what? Be on your feet. Say, Father, thank you for your word. Give me grace to know the deceits of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, let's pray that prayer as we wind up the service. Thank you for being with us till the end of this sermon. Feel free to share your feedback on the word today through our email, which is the home of more than conquerors at gmail.com or via social media. Our handles are at the home of more than conquerors across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a blessed week. God be with you.